Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Welcome everybody to Navigating Solo podcast. We are so excited to have Sister Debbie Farmer with us today. And she is from the great state of Rhode Island. And Debbie, I'm so happy to have you with us. Can you introduce yourself to everybody? We want to know about you, your family, your ministry, your work, and all the amazing things that you do in Rhode Island. Sure. Thank you for having me. I am uh, grateful for the invitation. Um, I work, as you said, in Rhode Island, Providence metro area. Mm -hmm. My church is True Tabernacle of Providence, pastored by John Owens. I give him honor today. Uh, he's an awesome man of God. We thank God for him and his vision. And um, our church is no uh, stranger to singles ministries. He actually pastored for many years single. And so he gets uh, he gets it. He understands it. So thank God for that. Um, but I have been involved in ministry for probably, oh, 17, 18 years now. Um, I've been involved in youth ministry and Sunday school ministry, worship. I led worship for several years. I uh, went to Bible school for a year. Um, and I even was a senior Bible quiz coordinator for our district at some point, a few years. Uh, a lot of what I did, I did while I was married. And mm -hmm. then even after the divorce, I still continued to do ministry uh, locally and on a district level. Mm -hmm. Currently, um, my new endeavor is singles ministry. And um, I was uh, approached and asked to help lead our local um, church singles mm -hmm. ministry about a year and a half ago. And um, thank God for that opportunity and go forward and beginning of the year, <clears throat> our district appointed me as our district coordinator. And so I'm excited about that and uh, see what the Lord will do with that. That's wonderful. And I wanted to mention too, that you do have your minister's license. Yes. You have your local license. And we mentioned that you're being working on going to the board um, next year for going to get your general license, but That's you correct. got your minister's license. And I really wanted to point out this was after your divorce that you received your minister's license. Yes. Um, I guess I could say, well, you know, when I got married, I married a preacher mm -hmm. and um, I thought that I had arrived. I was mm -hmm. young and I thought I arrived. I thought per life was perfect. You know, I married the man who was going to lead us and our family. And, um, you, you know, time went by and it didn't go as planned. Uh, and he did leave, but, um, I didn't really answer a call to preach until after my world, my world fell apart. Um, my world fell apart. And I can remember actually being um, driving on the road and I was just crying, <clears throat> excuse me, and thinking about everything. I did have a baby at that time. Uh, our daughter, Abigail, was born in December of 2019, I mean, 2009. And, um, and so things began to unravel right around that time period. 
but I was driving one day and I just began, I felt the Holy Ghost and I remember just crying mm -hmm. and like ugly tears and ugly, you know, just yelling <laughs> and said, Lord, I hear your call. Wow. And in the middle of all my stuff, I felt this pull and this calling that I couldn't shake. Um, I remembered all that. And mm -hmm. the Lord began my journey just of responding, healing and responding to the call of God on my life. You are doing the singles ministry conference in Rhode Island. Yes. And, and that's going on August 31st. Is that yes. right? Yes. August 31st, September 1st and 2nd. It's going to be an awesome time. Um, we're calling it the New England Singles Conference where, you know, people from Maine down to Pennsylvania can come. Anybody can come, of course, but that's really the pull that we're trying to get so that people could just drive to to the conference. It will be a blessed time. We've got the Harveys, the Garricks from New York, Harveys from Connecticut. We also have some guest panelists. We're going to have a panel on Friday, which I really am looking forward to. But uh, we have a couple of people in our area who are licensed mm -hmm. and both single one is a widow and he's a full-time evangelist brother christopher rumpf and um then we have our cmi director sister angelina serrano so we're glad about that it's gonna be awesome time awesome okay is there anything else that you wanted to share i know your daughter or your anything else that maybe we wouldn't know about you mm -hmm. so i have a 13 year old daughter and she loves Jesus, and I'm thankful for that. She's doing awesome. And um, something unique uh, is that I actually grew up with a single mom. Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest of five. Um, it was sort of chaos growing up. And uh, so I think it gives me a unique perspective um, as a single adult. You know, I uh, I tried everything I could to be sure that my story was not my mom's story. I, um, you know, I, I made the right choices and, uh, you know, just kept myself pure and, and all these things. But then when it came down to it, I still ended up because life happens. I just ended up as a single mom. So I've seen it on both sides. I saw it from a perspective of a mom who was not living for God and, um, <clears throat> just, the chaos that unfolds there. She did her very best with the resources that she had, but she had five children. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just, you know, could be some dysfunction there. There was dysfunction there. But, um, you know, and like I said, then life took a turn for me. I found myself as a single mom, but the difference is Jesus in the household. <laughs> yes, that does make a difference. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> So I wanted to go into my next question. Now that we're talking about your daughter and talking about you being a single mom. So what have been some of the challenges to being a single mom? Uh, and how have you dealt with some of those challenges? So I think that there's the obvious stuff, you know, you have to, you're trying to, to raise your child, you're trying to correct, teach and correct. Um, and, and also you're, you're having to financially make decisions and, and, and deal with all of that, all the, all the struggles that come with it. I think that a lot of times though, at least what I, what I discovered when my, my daughter was young, mm -hmm. 
um, is a lot of times people tend to have prejudgments mm-hmm. about individuals. And my stuff, my trial taught me to be much more careful about the assumptions that we make about individuals. And one time this, this was a big, this was a big moment for me. I remember I was working all day. My daughter was with her grandparents and I went and picked her up. And this was, you know, now she's 13 and I feel like life is easy. (laughs) I know they say it'll get more difficult, but I honestly, life is just easier for me because (laughs) I had to like, you know, you work a full-time job, you go pick her up from the the grandparents or wherever she was. And then you had to come home, you have to cook and, and, you know, you try to do it and you repeat it, you repeat it every day. And it's stressful. So one day I I had to go to the grocery store to get the the groceries. I probably couldn't go sooner because I probably didn't have the money. And so I went and here it was, it was like six o'clock in the evening. And my daughter, who was about three or four, I think four, was feeling really hungry. And Mm -hmm. she was getting very, you know, she was tired and she was cranky and she was crying and she's complaining. And so I'm I'm standing in this long line and I can feel like people just, watching me you know staring at me here's this mom she's young she's got her own this kid you know and I could have been in my own head I probably was to some degree but I just felt these these eyes Hmm. and she's crying and so I just grabbed a snack you know you're you're in line you know they have all the snacks I just grabbed and I opened it up and I gave it to her it was a trail mix and I wasn't really thinking about it it quieted her down just she got quiet and so I'm putting the, the, the groceries on the, you know, uh, the thing there. And uh, she's so quiet. And I was like, <laughs> and I feel now all of a sudden I feel people staring again. And so I take a turn and she's got chocolate because it was like little bananas <laughs> in the trail mix. Coming out. And I, you know, it looked like dysfunction, if you want to call it that, right? You have this young, this mom with this, this young child mm-hmm. who had been crying. So she's got tears and she's got drool and she's yeah. got chocolate <laughs> all over, all over the cart, like the everywhere, just everything. And I just, you are like, watching. <laughs> everybody's looking at me and I felt like this awful mom who just failed like terribly, you know? And, mm-hmm. but it was a moment, I thought about that later and thought, you know, how oftentimes people make these preconceived ideas. And as a single mom, uh, single parent in the church, I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. it's unfortunate. You know, we think about, oh, well, they made those decisions. And so now you got to, and, and my experience taught me that you can become a single parent because of the decisions you've made or because of the decisions that somebody else has made or because of a situation that's totally completely out of your control. Out of your control. Mm -hmm. And um, as a church, we need to learn to, we got to help those people minister to single parents because the single parent is struggling, Mm -hmm. struggling on many levels and trying to keep all the balls up in the air uh, and, and instead of people bringing them in and, and having community for them and taking care of them and helping them, there's judgmental glances. And yeah. so 
just being able to to recognize that and i i really just i thank god for helping me see that of course i lived it and i and i've experienced it but when i see single parents now you know you look at them differently i do see them differently Mm -hmm. yes and to me, yeah. it doesn't matter how they became a single parent. If they're in the church and they're trying to do right, it doesn't matter to me. Absolutely. We should love them no matter what right. and embrace them with that love and that care. But that is such a great lesson that, you know, you've realized that you've learned the, mm-hmm. the thought of, okay, we're not going to, in my mind, I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to judge them because if I see a child eating chocolate with their face <laughs> at the grocery store, you know, with a single right. mom, you know, mom is just doing the best that she can and, and understanding that. So I think right. we mentioned that. And, you know, it's interesting you say that we all have a journey, right? We're all, we're all in the process of healing. We should be anyway. And, uh, growing up, you know, my mom was a single mom with five kids. So mm-hmm. my experience is nothing compared to what hers was. And, you know, as a young adult, I, I had some resentment towards her. Like, not that I didn't think my mom did her best because I thought she did her best, but it, mm-hmm. there were things there that just caused me to resent her or feel upset towards her. But, once I experienced my own situation and I realized that there are times when, first off, it's not God's intention for a person to, to raise their children by themselves. Right. I don't believe that. I believe there's supposed to be two, right? So there's there's a balance there. There's there's a help. There's a support there. There's a support system. If I'm not doing good, your spouse is going to help you. You know, oh, if you overreact, your spouse is going to correct you kind of help you to see that you've overreacted towards your children or if you weren't hard enough your your spouse is there to say hey you, you, we need to be a little stronger there you know mm-hmm. it's this balancing act well when you're a, a, a single parent you don't have that voice of that balancing out and so you get mm-hmm. you get tired you get hungry you mm-hmm. get irritable and then you're still having to make these choices that affect you and your children yeah every day. Yeah, that's really good. I appreciate you mentioning that some kind of thing that we don't in from a person who's single or a person that is married may not have thought about a single parent. Um, So I wanted to go into my next question. And as a single ministry leader, because we've mentioned that you are doing amazing things in Rhode Island, leading singles ministry there, uh, doing this conference and on the end of August, but uh, what have been some of the things that you have learned? And I know that we talked about being a single parent, but just as a single ministry leader, um, what are the things that have been really just like, wow, I didn't realize that before. Right. So I'm, I am very new at singles ministry and I'm still learning. Um, one of the things I've discovered, you know, our church is a fairly decent size about, mm-hmm. I mean, especially for the New England areas, about 200 people. Uh, and we have a lot of singles, but we have young singles who have, you know, they've never been married. They're in their twenties. And then we've got singles who have never been married, but they're 70. And then we've got singles who are single parents or they're widowed or they're divorced, you know, and there's a mixture all in there. And so Mm -hmm. there is a lot. Uh, And Mm -hmm. the way that, when we first started, I was trying to get everybody together and I've kind of learned that that doesn't necessarily work, uh, mm-hmm. for their, for their, uh, their needs, for their mm-hmm. needs to be met. So one of the things we, we did was 
a Zoom Bible study. We do it, excuse me, we do it in um, sessions. So like two, two months on and a month off. The summer's paused, but we'll pick it back up in the fall doing that kind of that rotation. And the Zoom Bible study, it really reaches for the singles who are older, single parents, divorced, because they 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 usually have a hard time getting in person. They can still get on the Zoom Bible study and they can be encouraged uh, with their kids in the background, you know? Yeah. And, and so, or if they're older and they they get tired easily, they don't have to drive. They can just stay at home and relax. It's still a joy. Mm-hmm. The, um, the meat. So, and then uh, we started, we realized that our hyphen age, you know, our, our 28, 25, 28, 30 year olds were not necessarily getting involved unless they were single parents. And so um, we reached out to them and we started doing like an in-person once a month hyphen, just a hyphen meeting with no, no, no children, you know, never married uh, single meeting. And I think that works. Uh, We'll continue that again, going into the fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I learned is, you know, you just got to be consistent with ministry. Um, I probably learned that outside of singles ministry, but I, to apply it, if you're trying to start a singles ministry and you don't feel like people are actually doing it or getting involved, the key is continue doing it anyway. If God gave you the vision for it, gave you the burden for it, then we need you. They need you to go out there and do it. And you just consistent, just being consistent, I think is really key. That's really great that you are saying that too, because I, I love the fact that you're just like, okay, we have a lot of different age groups here. So adapting to what their needs are, if they're, if they're older and they're not going to make it, okay, the Zoom Bible study. So I think that's wonderful because they are still being able to plug in mm-hmm. and then being able to tailor it to the younger people and stuff. So that, that is a great lesson for maybe somebody who is starting in singles ministry and kind of thinking, how am I going to get all of these different age groups together? And what am I going to do? And how is this going to work? So, you know, the fact that you've been able to adapt to that is wonderful. I think that you got to try something and if it doesn't work, you got to learn to adjust, adapt, adjust and move forward, but be consistent. You know, if, we were trying to do it in person, but we weren't mm-hmm. having much success. So we adapted, right? Well, Thank that you. seemed to like it picked up and it was doing well, but I realized we're missing an entire group of people who should really be right. a part. So how can I reach them? How can I, com- uh, it was about community. You know, I want to foster this community within people who are in the same season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're all in the same season. Now we may be different. We may experience different situations and, and, some of us have been married, some have not, some have kids, right. some don't, you know, fine, but we're all single. That's the, right. the, the, the common denominator. So we need to figure out how can we foster this community to help, even if there's branches, you know, and uh, one of the, some of the things we do is uh, social events, you know, we'll, we've gone bowling a few times and that's for everybody. We, we, uh-huh. we push everybody to go, no matter how old or what they're, status in life is just mm-hmm. come hang out with us as we do that that's good that's good so I wanted to go into my next question and just go a little bit more personal and I wanted to ask how 
has being a part of singles ministry been helpful in your own life? So you are ministry leader, but what has that looked like for you? I think it has helped me with to have some relationships, friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a unique situation when you're single and in ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it can feel pretty lonely. Yes. Maybe it's just me, but I've experienced that, right? I hear you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it feels like you don't really connect anywhere because usually ministry are married, right? So right. Your, your, your close minister friends are married. Mm-hmm. They're preacher's wives and uh or pastor's wives and it's like okay well how do I connect with them and I can still connect with them but it's very difficult Mm -hmm. I can't just be like hey I just need to hang out with somebody tonight because they have children and they have they have a spouse and they're pastoring a church or they're doing whatever so it it, you feel this struggle I think personally for me it's been nice to be able to just connect with people who are single Mm -hmm. who I could have friendships with Mm -hmm. where I could just sort of hang out you know, let's go out to eat and just go. I don't have to worry about thinking about their schedule. Right. I could just go. And and I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that community that's in your same season of life that you can connect with. Yeah. Right. And, and that's been locally. And I thank God for that. But also I feel like the Lord has blessed me with, you know, with this district, the district ministry signals is connect is 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 connected me with people Other people mm-hmm. like you yourself and others that I think is gonna it's just blesses me because now I have I people. can have ministerial friends mm-hmm. who are in the same season as I who are also ministers and right. I for that I got you and I am finding the same thing for myself just want to tag into that and say that as I am continuing to go in this vein and doing helping with singles ministry, that it's such a wonderful community to have. The more people that you run into, the more friendships that you make, uh, and then understanding that their situation is not so different from yours or is, is exactly the same and being able to connect on that. So yeah, that is, it's such a blessing. And so I wanted to ask, what advice would you like to give someone who is newly single or struggling with being single? I know that your divorce has happened. It's been a quite a while, but if somebody was coming to you and, or one of the people in your church and newly single, what would you say to them? Well, I think one of the biggest things is learning to be content mm-hmm. in the season that you're in. Right. Um, and of course, you know, if you're newly divorced or newly widowed, it's going to, you got to have to deal with some healing and you got to take care of some things from that hurt, that brokenness. But if you're 25 years old, you've never been married. Um, you just, you need to learn to be content. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about it all over the place. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not there, you know, be content in all things godliness with contempt it's great gain you know we know this but we don't like to that to apply it to to really I mean and I know that for the episodes that I've listened to I think most people have brought that up that you have to be content uh, because and you know the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want Mm -hmm. so if if he's my shepherd and he's leading me and he has not led me to a spouse well, I need to let 
just relax in that and knowing that he's my shepherd. I don't need to, I don't, I don't need to struggle and want. I could desire, sure, I could desire these things, but I can't allow allow it to consume me. Consume, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Consume me because if it does, then I'm always going to be depressed. I'm always going to feel down. I'm always going to feel lonely. Not, Not that we don't feel lonely at times, but that's when we connect with our community. So that we could get through that. And it's only a moment of of loneliness as opposed to a spirit of loneliness that's upon you. And now you can't see. And now, because you can't see, you can't live according to God's will. You'll never be able to live according to God's will if you, if you stay a victim and you, and if you're constantly consumed with what more you need or more you want that you're not, you're staying, you're stuck. You're stuck as a victim. That's <laughs> you know? true. Absolutely true. <laughs> and, and that's, that's a great point to, to mention that if you, that mentality, and it really is about what goes into your mind and, and, uh, you know, your, your thoughts inform your feelings. And right. If we are meditating on God's word, I love that you just mentioned the scripture about I shall not want. And, and so being able to move forward and and connect with the community. Right. Having those feelings because loneliness will pass. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you just keep going. It's an emotion. It's it's feelings are not true. Right. And so um, understanding that. Something so, else I'd add, if I could mm-hmm. add to that with with contentment is also understanding and knowing who you are your identity in jesus your identity is not in a spouse Mm -hmm. and i learned that the hard way so a lot of times when i'm having conversation with singles i say this because i feel i i feel it very passionately to understand that your identity is not in your spouse Mm -hmm. when i got married i was young but when i married i my identity was in him it was, it was in what he was, what he was doing. I was a preacher's wife. I had arrived. I was, my, my ministry was his. Mm-hmm. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I have a ministry or I have, I have something to fulfill in God's kingdom. And I need to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. And we all have that. We all need to be able to figure out who that is, what that is. I, my identity comes from Christ. Absolutely. So when I'm one with the Lord. Now I can, I can do what his will is for me and I can do that and fulfill that if I'm married or if I'm single. Mm -hmm. And so definitely contentment and and knowing your identity in Christ is very Mm -hmm. important. And I wanted to say to just something that came to mind is I think about the scripture that says I'm complete in him and knowing that your completion comes in him. And something that sister Paula Nielsen mentioned is that, you know, talking about the two become one, but one is still a whole number. And so you are still whole as a person, even if you become one, um, to become one. So I think that that is a really powerful statement to understand that you have your own journey and your own ministry and God has called you to and to be complete in him. So I wanted to kind of switch over gears here and 
I appreciate you mentioning all of those things. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to go into just our closing remarks because it's been such a wonderful privilege of mine to be able to talk to you about so many of these things. Um, but is there anything else that you want to mention as we are closing the, the interview? Um, just remember to fall in love with Jesus. And you're, again, I'll bring it back up that you're, your identity is in him because if your world fall, falls apart, which it will, or if, if things in your ministry change, shift, there's shiftings that take place and seasons that happen in life. If our identity is always in somebody else or in some, some ministry, some task mm -hmm. that we do, when it's gone, where, where do you turn? Mm -hmm. So definitely learning to just rely and lead on him. Um, we can desire a spouse. You know, I remember uh, at some point, probably in, let's see, 2009, 10, probably 2012, something like that. I can remember the Lord bringing me, I was, you know, struggling and the Lord brought me to Isaiah 54 and it talks about that the Lord, the your maker is your husband. Mm -hmm. And that whole chapter talks about not fret, not worrying because, you know, excuse me, that your maker is your husband. Mm -hmm. And that could go for somebody who finds themselves single again, but it also could be re reassuring to somebody who's never been married mm -hmm. and knowing you, you're struggling with like, am I broken? Why is it that anybody, uh, you know, dating me or even right. no one wants to marry me? Mm -hmm. Am I ugly? Am I, you know, all these things that we think about, am I dumb? Am I, am I unable to just like have this friendship, this relationship? What's wrong with me? Well, just lean on Jesus and remember that he is your husband. He is your spouse, you talked about being one. He's, you know, when a husband and wife come together, they become one. The Bible says, well, Jesus wants to be one with us. Mm -hmm. And so we're content in him. Our, our uh, identity is in him. And we just trust him to yeah. lead us to the next season in life. And, and I don't know when that next season's coming, but I'm going to just sit and rely on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today on Navigating Solo um, Podcast, Sister Debbie Farmer. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, God bless you all. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye. Join us next week for another great interview on Navigating Solo.